0: Welcome to the first episode of Solid 60 with your host, Patrick Hamilton. Uh, it seems to be working. Um, it's all a bit jittery. This is. Um, I think I'm putting a lot of pressure on this because even though I don't expect a lot of listeners, other than maybe myself and a few family members, but uh, we'll see how we go. I am planning to put my writings, my musings, um, what's going on in my life once I'm a bit more comfortable opening up into the podcast um, at least for the next 60 years so that's why I came up with the name there might be a bit of hubris there I uh, posted a question in a few podcast Facebook groups last night um, about what the name should be and uh, most people seem to think it was a um, April Falls so it might have had something to do with the date but also the amount of time I said I'd spend doing this um, but hey you know some of my favorite podcasters Namely, Joe Rogan, even though I haven't heard too many of his, um, Bill Burr, Kevin Smith. Uh, there's a whole bunch they have been going since the early 2000s, and uh, they don't look like they're going to stop anytime soon. So, if I picked up this now and I just hit 39, why not push all the way to 99 as long as I live that long? And uh, with the way medical science is going, it seems like that could be a possibility. Um, fingers crossed. So, you know. Just gonna put my thoughts down because I know I'm too lazy to keep up any kind of written journal. Um, But also, it might encourage me to work a bit harder to ironically write, um, but in a more creative way than just what I had for lunch. You know, the odd review, the odd um, event feedback. Go to a lot of conventions. I hope to keep going to them for the foreseeable future. Um, And uh, yeah, just get it all out there. So, you know, when I'm sitting in my wheelchair one day, I go, hey, that's what it was happening on the 2nd of April, 2018, which is the date today as I sit here on my couch in Blacktown. The main thing is I wanted to get it done, you know, the Monday after my birthday, and then every Monday after that for the next, uh, yeah, 60 years. Let's see how we go with that. I don't know about getting guests on because I've already got the other podcast, Banana Split, And that's going to be more of uh, whenever I can find someone to jump on with me. Uh, I had Vin for a uh, good six to eight months. Then I kind of moved over to um, getting Elizabeth, sorry, Hazel, and another friend, David, who unfortunately has been promoted and doesn't have time. Vin wanted to spend more time with his uh, job as well. So it is tough to get people to commit to something this regular. Um, So I think with Banana Split, I do have a a host um, in the offing, a lovely chap named Jaden, who lives down the road, so that might make it a bit easier to have someone with me on a regular basis. And then obviously Elizabeth and a few other friends can pitch in when they're available. So we'll see how we go. It's interesting. And, you know, there's another bloke I've met recently, Sam Menzies, has a podcast called The Downside, which is... Pretty inspiring. I don't think I'll ever be as funny. I mean, he is a comedian. Um, though he doesn't like to call himself that. He thinks it's a bit grandiose. He goes with uh, stand-up comedy guy or something like that. But uh, I think he's just being humble. Um, he's a very funny guy and he has some great guests. So, yeah, I think that's more um, in the vein of where I want to go with Banana Split with a bit more of a focus on pop culture. Whereas this, you know, more personal, more... Um, just naval gazing and uh, who wants to hear that so you know what i'm going to do right now is move into my first uh article uh i've got a weekly well it was supposed to be weekly ended up being fortnightly this stuff is hard man i'm supposed to sit down here and and pump out three good things and three bad things every week yeah it ends up being more like um yeah 15 days or so before i get it all together and have me editor on the other side double check it and all that sort of thing and put photos and links in um but still i'm pretty happy with the way it's going i'm not getting a huge amount of readership at this point but that comes with time and it comes with quality so the only way i'll get better is to just keep writing um i'm not going to expect any real uh ground broken you know in the first even couple of years you know i think i'm only like i said 39 uh, which sounds really old to me but I'm sure in 20 or 30 years I'll uh, just laugh at how ridiculous that sounds. You know, i will still got plenty of time to um, up the skills up the creativity and just get to a point where someone else can look at it and go hey that wasn't too painful so further ado we'll jump into hopefully a not too dated Beyond the Con which is what I call my little article it's a weekly breakdown of the latest news and happenings in the cosplay and pop culture world, kicking off with a look at some of the happenings in the Marvel world, and a couple of hiccups in some recent conventions in Sydney. See, this is a good reason why I want to do this as well, because I see things that I don't pick up on a quick read or a quick skim that I do. Um, I just said happenings twice there. I'm not going to change it now, because it's been out there for a while, and hey, I'll die on that sword. But... um Hopefully when I'm more up to date with these, like I just wrote one today um, and I intend to go through that, I'll pick up anything else that doesn't quite ring, roll off the tongue too well. So I have a list of heroes. I usually pump out three and then a list of zeros. You know, it works. What's that called? Alliteration. Um, So, you know. I think I'm going to chop that down to maybe 2 of each because it's just too hard to put together given that I work uh, six days a week and um, all the other responsibilities that come into play plus you know got a lot of Netflix to watch. So anyway uh, the first one was Press Play uh, as a hero because they are opening up um, which again it shouldn't be them because that's just the name of the event Uh, the hero really should be Oz Comic Con because they're the ones uh, who create the event Uh, so that's again something that might have changed but basically what they did which wasn't a very hero move uh, but probably understandable given the lack of attendance was cancelled both Oz Comic Cons that they had um, in either city there was uh, obviously one in Perth and one in Adelaide and um, I guess they weren't pulling in the numbers they needed to make ends meet Um, Supernova's still running there as far as we know Um, so they've really cornered the market and I guess they really are the bigger Con in this country, they've been around a lot longer, and uh, I don't know if you can hear that, but it is raining. So my drive to Gosford a bit later on should be fun. We're going to see the brother, and um, my cousin's in town. But anyway, yeah. So they did this event press play. Uh, it's just going to be like a small night thing. It's in May. Um, Perth is the twelfth, which is a Saturday, and uh, Adelaide has a Thursday night. That's right, a Thursday night. Hopefully work the next day doesn't stop a lot of people from showing up, who otherwise would have been all over it. But either way, the numbers will be limited due to the size of the venues and the more targeted nature of the event. So it's more about video games and uh, a little cosplay comp. Because they need to run the Madman League, basically, which involves stopping in every city all the way up to the end of the year. And I think the finals are usually in Sydney. I might be just assuming that, because it's usually the only one I can make it to. Um, just don't get a lot of time and money to get out of town uh, I haven't been to an interstate event since Brisbane and the Gold Coast a couple of years ago which were a great time but again it's it's tough to get out once you get to this age and you've got two kids and all sorts of things are happening but um, fingers crossed I am planning to go to Melbourne in October for uh, my first time at uh, a really big um event with for cosplay for gaming and the names escape me right now <laughs> it's supposed to be the probably the best or most highly regarded cosplay and uh, cultural event in the country so that's a good showing that I've completely spaced out on the name I do that I was supposed to go to a birthday party last no not last night the night before Saturday my actual birthday um I didn't organize one for myself a because I couldn't use my normal Facebook, which has all my friends on it. I'd been banned for a month because of an offensive meme, um, which is something that happens to me now and then. I don't know why. Um, It's just part of the fun of of, uh, not having a very good gauge on what people find offensive. Um, But basically, yeah, I couldn't invite the usual um, suspects, as they say, and uh, tried to get something happening Thursday night um, but only one good old buddy, Roney was down for it. And even he was like, are you sure this is happening? Because I've got another thing I could do. And, uh, when I found out a couple of other mates were double booked or dropping out, I just kind of got depressed and said, no, don't worry about it. because um, you know, it's an hour each way into the city from here and it's just, it's just depressing. So I thought at least on my birthday, I can go to this other mate, Jaden, who's going to be on the podcast with me, Banana Split. He's doing a big party. He's turning 21, almost half my age. Um, You know, and I knew a lot of the people that were going to that, so I thought that would do. Of course, on the Saturday night, I completely forgot, um, even though I had been looking forward to it, and just ended up watching, uh, yeah, Kill Me Now, Married at First Sight. So, pretty depressing stuff. Let's hope next year, when I hit the big four, zero, um, that things are a bit more, let's say, wholesome. And uh, yeah, everyone's a bit happier. So anyway, uh, that was press play. Let's see how they go with that. It hasn't happened yet, obviously, so I'll keep an eye on that. Number two, Marvel Cinematic Universe celebrates 10 years of glorious Marvel Cinema awes- Awesomeness. So they're taking a victory lap. <sighs> To celebrate the 10-year anniversary, they kicked things off with a class photo that included more than 80 actors and filmmakers who have participated in the MCU. Naturally, Robert Downey Jr. and Kevin Feige are sitting front and center, as they should be. Although *The Dark Knight* is considered the best superhero movie (should have said mm, most critically acclaimed), acclaimed *Iron Man*, which came out the same year, is the one that had a larger impact, and this video is proof. Uh, so basically there's a bunch of them sitting around and um, they do a little how long is it, it's, the link's right there to the YouTube thing no, I can't seem to play it, it's just a link um, yeah, it was a couple of minutes long and it had them all standing around and talking and setting up a one of those giant um, tiered seating things that you see in high schools when everyone has to stand up for a giant school photo And yeah, it was just weird seeing them all kind of milling around like basically overdressed school kids um, and just hanging out, the whole bunch, you know, Iron Man, Thor, Chris Pratt, you name it, they're all there. It was just blew my mind to be able to walk into it. It just made them seem more seem more real. There was no CGI. There was no fancy costumes. Um, they were just people. So it's always a bit jarring to see that. Uh, anyway, they are celebrating by offering a paid for set visit to Captain Marvel. But of course, it's only open to residents of the US, so us Aussie punters will just have to look on in jealousy as lucky fans get to hang out with the actors and crew for a day. Oh, that would have been amazing. We still get to watch all the amazing movies, of course. Let's cross our fingers and toes and hope we can get at least 10 more years. Yeah, I think uh, the way Disney's going with Marvel, probably another 60. We'll be, I'll be spending the entire time reporting on it. Because, you know, it's simply the best thing out there in cinema. Uh, a few other cool things pop up now and then, like I just saw Ready Player One, my nine-year-old son Lewis, had a really good time, fantastic film, Spielberg, still got it, Uh, some of the notes were a little bit obvious, Um, you know, I was hearing musical cues that clued me into where it was going and the structure of the, the plot and all that sort of stuff stood out a little more than it did when I was watching his early films, mostly because of how young I was and how new I was to the the whole world of cinema um so I think that's just an age thing an experience um but I still it still took me away and into that world and all the fan service with references to 80s characters and a couple of later ones it was you know but you still had the soul pumping along there pumping souls there's a new metaphor um basically Wild Ride um I'll try and go into it more on Banana Split um anyway so Stan Lee, I mentioned at the end of the segment. I don't know if you really call that a segment. What do you call like a section of an article? Maybe a section. Anyway, so his tweet was congratulations Marvel on your 10 year anniversary. I've been in the business for 77 years, only 67 more to go and you'll catch up to me. So that's kind of relevant considering the nature of this podcast. I don't know if I can make it as long as Stan Lee. That guy's incredible. Um, There's a bit more on him soon. The Black Panther movie is so hot right now. So that's my third hero. I, again, I'm. that's really pushing the um, definition of hero, but let's go with it. Speaking of Marvel, they just dropped their latest on a long line of movies that blow our tiny little minds. Now they go and top themselves again. According to critics, pre-sales Buzz and now the exploding box office is going to be one of the biggest ever. Sure, it may not be the first super black superhero film um, ever. However, much of some media outlets... Wow, I really screwed that up. Sure, it may not be the first black superhero film ever. However, much some media outlets like to forget the handful that have come before it. See, this is why you need to read this stuff out loud before you write it. It just doesn't work. You can't put ever than however next to each other. And now, having listened to a lot of Bill Burr, I see why he struggles so much with some of the letters. Um, it's frustrating to listen to, but wow, I totally understand. Um, anyway, let's skip that sentence. It's a freaking mess. See, it's, this is why you do it though. You get better as you go. Um, and that was a hero? God, that's weak. Anyway, onto the zeros. These are usually a bit more fun. Everyone likes an enemy. RTX photography issues. See, that was uh, Rooster Teeth. That was definitely some crosswires there. Um, let's go with it. how long are we into this? 15 minutes? Yeah, I'll probably get about an hour here. Um, hey, buckle up. So, while everyone we know who made the trip into town for RTX this year had a great time, there were a few who came away a little chafed by their interactions with the venues reportedly overzealous security guards. I can't personally report any problems with them, as one even suggested I take a photo of one of the remote control transformers being demonstrated inside the venue. In fact, the only awkward brush with authority that I had was when a guardian, that's like they're volunteers, asked me if I had permission to take photos of the organiser, Barbara Dunkelman, when I tried to grab a few shots of her posing with fans. I happily stopped shooting when I found out that wasn't cool and carried on enjoying the con. Apparently, the guys in suits upstairs in the lobby area, where a lot of photographers congregated, more space and better light conditions, weren't so polite though. Numerous guys were told to pack up their kit and leave the premises, or the police would be called. When some made their way outside the building and into the main park area of Darling Harbour, they were given similar warnings by rangers who enforce a strict no fancy camera rule unless you go through a complicated procedure and apply for a permit. At this point, photographers just gave up and went home. So not all of them, obviously, but the few that had been um, harassed. I then uh, have a little, like, screen cap of a post by Ap- poepsis Photography. A bit of a mouthful of a name, but um, basically he says that him. JPEG, Andrew Cook Photography, and a few others were asked to leave, and uh, how disappointed he is, and um, that they probably won't come back. So, you know, hopefully, again, that hasn't happened yet, but Smash will be, is at the same location, so as I was Comic Con, so they're a bit worried that they'll run into similar issues. And that's what I go on and say pretty much. Most won't bother returning. Um, uh, and that probably won't bother the team behind the event, as cosplay is a small aspect to the con compared to larger events like Oz Comic Con and Smash. The problem is that both of those events are also at the ICC. Oops. Given the number of photographers that turn up and shoot all day capturing awesome cosplay by some of Australia's most skilled creators, this could be a slight problem. Now, Hopefully it was just a bad weekend, as Oz Comic Con and RTX were held at the same site last year with hardly any drama. Given some luck and perseverance by the people behind both cons, they will come to some arrangement with security, so they back off slightly for the next two large events. Sure, you don't want Joe Blow setting up half a photography studio right in the middle of a walkway, and at least one guy on Saturday turned up with a large box of flashstands and other equipment inside the main hall, a line in the sand does need to be drawn somewhere for the safety and smooth running of a convention that size. However, in this instance, photographers were being sent home merely for having a large lens, or appearing too professional. These aren't sneaky bootleggers trying to film a rock concert and smuggle out the footage onto YouTube. These are genuine fans, who are working for free, and without them the community would suffer. Apparently during one incident, RTX staff tried to intervene and calm down the security guards, but this only made them dig their heels in harder. Again, let's hope some work is done behind the scenes to make sure heavy-handed tactics like this become a thing of the past. If something isn't done and the photographers melt away, then a large proportion of cosplayers will miss out on having their hard work immortalized for the screen. The outcry will be loud and potentially dampen enthusiasm for events that so many fans love and adore. And then there's another rant screen cap from Andrew Cook Photography. I won't go into that, but that's essentially, and a, and a few links to different sites where you can get more information. So, yeah, a bit of a mess. Hopefully, they will fix up what's going on there. I did talk about it on Banana Split. I had, I don't seem to have mentioned it here, but I do remember talking to one of the volunteers. It was actually kind of a... a extra level of volunteer. Like, it was up the top somewhere, and then you said that at the next... Uh, smash, because they're kind of related, I think they're run by the same... There's a lot of the same people involved. They're going to have a big photography wall with lighting already installed, like a few different stands, so hopefully people won't have to bring in a lot of equipment. So that was a good idea. Um, Yeah, so number two, Walker Stalker convention drama. This got me in a bit of hot water. Um, Some people apparently weren't happy with the article, um, but I'll, I'll read it first and then explain afterwards. It certainly was an interesting time for both the attendees and the organizers of the first Walker Stalker convention in Australia. Having been run in the US for a few years now, you would think it would have been a bit smoother on debut in Australia. Au contraire, my friend. Even before the event had opened in Sydney, there had been mountains of drama around the fact that so many of the big stars were pulling out one by one. It was like the actual Walking Dead writers had a hand in crafting the steadily mounting list of actors who couldn't make it. All in all, it was five of the cast who got pulled away, and some at the last minute. Instead of succumbing to the living dead, though, they fell victim to more mundane calamities, like clashing schedules or family emergencies. One of them um, had a baby, so you know you can't really fault them. This is perfectly normal in the scheme of things. It happens to all conventions, but have a lot of guests who rely on work that can require them to drop everything at short notice and head to a set. In show business, it doesn't pay to turn down lucrative gigs, no matter how many fans they may disappoint in the short term. In the end, they're always going to put up their hand when a chance at actual screen time comes up, and that's perfectly understandable. The only issue is that when the convention Like, say, Walker Stalker look like they might be holding back announcements about their cancellation and leaving the big name guests in promotional material. Norman Reedus slips to a fan that he won't be coming to Walker Stalker a good 24 hours before anything is announced on the con website. So that's, um, there's like a quote on I believe it's Twitter, and uh, it's basically him saying, I won't be able to make it, I'm afraid I tried, but I have to film Ride which is some kind of series that he films on his bike. Um, And then there's a screen cap, which was later deleted, apparently, um, of him saying, Really? Seriously? As a reply to Walker Stalker Con um, with their excuse. Please excuse our delay in replacing the web graphics to reflect his cancellation, because it's Sunday in the States. Our team isn't in the office just yet. This morning's news has caught us a bit off guard but we have the sites fully visually updated tomorrow so he didn't seem too impressed with that um, This makes it seem like they're trying to get as many ticket sales as possible before people realize the stars they're paying to see aren't going to be there and change their minds about going unfortunately there is a lot of anecdotal evidence and plenty of screenshots showing that fans had to find out from sources other than the convention that certain stars weren't going to make it to sydney or melbourne This would be disappointing but somehow bearable if people who had bought tickets specifically to see those stars had an easy time of getting a refund on their remarkably expensive tickets. If only this were the case. Most requests for refunds were seen to be flat out refused, and purchasers are directed to fine print that says if a guest cancels, they're not entitled to any kind of reimbursement. Thankfully in Australia, unreasonable conditions like this don't usually wash with the Australian Consumer Law Act. And with persistence most will eventually get their refunds. So all in all a murky situation indeed. We can't say for sure that Walker Stalker took the cynical approach and delayed as long as possible before announcing cancellations or they're just kind of bad at their jobs and have communication issues with their guests. Either way they should be returning disappointed attendees money without making them jump through hoops for it. Also it doesn't help that a quick Google finds similar accusations for previous conventions internationally. You would think that this is that when this is becoming a frequent problem, they would do their best to stay on top of it, by the time it makes its way down under. What's worse is that according to friends of crew members, Norman Reedus wasn't even filming Ride during the time he would have been at the convention. So if he, if his pointed response on Twitter indicates some kind of rift between him and con management, it might be the last time they get to put his name on their banners for a while. But he's the one who said he'd be doing it. That's a bit confusing picture of Norman Reedus and then I follow up. The other niggling issue that makes the team at Walker Stalker Zeros this year was their announcement that the winner of the cosplay comp would receive a platinum pass for the next day. This excited a lot of the other cosplayers as the pass was worth nearly $2000. And I've got a screen cap of that, $1949. Um, it has got a whole bunch of cool stuff that they can do. The cosplayer who won the main prize for an excellent Negan outfit, Bat Noor. Um Wow see that's a sentence. I just I wrote that. The cosplayer who won the main prize for an excellent Negan outfit, baton all. That's it. That's wow. See another reason to read these. He turned up the next morning bright eyed and bushy tailed, only to be told that it was no longer a VIP platinum pass, but merely a platinum badge. They got him to front of queues. When I asked the Walker Stalker about the confusion they gave me this response Hi Pat both comps at exactly the same prize. The sheet that our contestants fill out actually had a VIP ticket for the following year. But, as we had not confirmed a 2019 event yet, our announcers offered a platinum badge for the next day instead of... um, instead, but mentioned several times that it does not include lunch or photo or autos. It's just a badge to get to front row seating, early entry, and jump the queues at actor booths. So that was their uh, reply. That's all I ever got from them. Which would be fair enough except that I talked to multiple people who attended the event, both as spectators and entrants, but not one could remember the host saying anything other than it being a VIP platinum pass on offer. When other commentators tried to ask similar questions on their Facebook page or Instagram, they were quickly blocked and all comments deleted. Now. I know a lot of people had an amazing time at the event, including apparently a few ponies that were ridden into the Melbourne event by some of the guests, but there does seem to be some less than savoury business practices happening behind the scenes. Let's hope if they come back next year, they have better luck with star turnout, speeder getting the announcements out, and clarity when it comes to even the details, like yes, the prize for the cosplay comp. Because it does seem a bit trivial for me to jump on, but um, the guy won happens to be a friend, he didn't want to be named in the end because he doesn't like controversy too much um, he's, he's very much a strong believer in equal rights and um, you know all about sort of social justice issues um, but when it comes to the crunch if things get a bit too hot he likes to step aside and that's fine that's his uh, prerogative um, but I did need to I, I did think it was worth mentioning some of the other writers or well, basically yeah, two of the other people at Beyond Cosplay weren't too happy with it because they didn't think it counted. When I wasn't there, uh, we didn't get media passes for it. It was on the same weekend as Rooster Teeth, so that's where I went. Um, but yeah, you know, I had pl- I did plenty of research and talked to lots of people, and you know, to me that's a fairly significant thing to screw up. You know, other than not letting people know. In time about cancellations, not refunding tickets, and you know, promising one thing and giving another, you know, I can't see a problem with putting that out there. Hopefully, next it just you know that sort of reporting, hopefully pushes them to do it right next time. Which is basically how I ended the uh, section. So, number three, and this is a zero. Yep. Last one. Hamada swoops in to save the day. Uncertainty in DC Universe continues after Justice League didn't turn out to be the slam dunk they hoped. This meant a lot of heads rolled early this year and a new one was crowned by... with Walter Hamada, christened the new head of film production at Warner Brothers. That's right, the guys behind Justice League. I do not envy them. I mean, I do. I'd love to be in their shoes, but yeah it's not all cookies and skittles so jeff john will still have input that's the guy that he used to be a prolific comic helmsman writing and drawing i believe um yeah he was all over it and has been moved i don't know sideways so he's still going to have input into the various franchises but will no longer be the overseer that he has been up till now Whether this bold new movie is going to be enough to steer the ship into calmer waters remains to be seen. Hamada managed to reignite the horror market for New Line Cinema with The Conjuring, Annabelle and It all doing well at the box office and surpassing expectations critically. A combination that has only really happened once in the DCEU with Wonder Woman. Let's hope giving creative control to a non-comics guy, Johns has been working in the business since the 80s. Doesn't send their biggest cash cow spinning further out of control. His close mates with James Wan, the director of Aquaman, so hopefully he allowed him the latitude necessary to make that movie as good as it could be, as easy on the eye as Jason Momoa is. His role in the Justice League didn't really give him a lot more to do than ham it up, as the Sons of Anarchy dude bro. I stole that from Ralph Garman. I'll uh, full, you know, have to fess up on that one. Love that line. Let's hope Hamada can give cinematic DC the injection of calm confidence it needed and raise it up to the, into the heroes column where it should be. Uh, okay. I'll just fix that word because, you know, would would think that would be needs. And people have already edited this thing. I don't know. So let's move down to, I have a, usually a little thing at the end. This is the lighter side of real estate. Um, where someone had an ad on a yeah, real estate website in England with uh, a giant mansion surrounded by a moat and the headline is Room to Park Your Dragon. The owner of this local icon is looking for the next Jon Snow and Daenerys or anyone who loves the medieval era. And they go on and, and just make lots of references to Game of Thrones, basically. Uh, and I thought that was cute. So that's where it ended up. One of the editors, again, didn't think that was quote-unquote relevant still confused about that because I don't know it's a pop culture website and yeah pretty sure Game of Thrones is pop culture so let's just update that and move in into the list of posts that I have I should be doing this on the website itself but I haven't um made the latest beyond the con live yet so I'm working around in the uh, WordPress section Uh, So the next one would be, it's a bit confusing, I'm not consistent with the like the title. The first one just is Beyond the Con 1 and I was going to just number them but another editor said yeah that's going to get ridiculous after a while. So then now I'm just kind of dating them but because it takes so long to put them out I just kind of give a rough date like middle of March but I know that's not the second one. I think this is the second one. It just says a roundup of pop culture and news and views, so that put doesn't put it anywhere at all, timeline-wise. Early March 2018. Okay, so I put that in the actual headline in the, in the article, not the headline. All right, fair enough. So I'll, I'll read this one, and then that'll do. And I think my next because we're already at half an hour, and my next podcast I'll hopefully get caught up on where we are now and then from there i've got a couple of other reviews and convention um wrap-ups that i can poke my head into so not as personal as i thought this would be i'm a little shy about going into um naming and shaming people in my life that you know as much as, as it's unlikely they'll hear this it's still you know it's going on the internet um there is some trepidation about possible consequences i've already had to um do a quick edit on one of the banana split uh podcasts once when i was trying to explain what happened with my cosplay facebook group and uh yeah i think that was the beginning of the end for two friendships at least so you know it's complicated out there just trying to navigate it and be a good guy but uh you can still make mistakes so I'll just play it by ear as we go anyway. So this is early March. Um, basically the beginning of last month and let's see what I came up with. Another week, another scrambled mess of a news feed full of school shootings, rave reviews of Black Panther and failed attempts at a social life. Nevertheless, we have all made it through to the beginning of March somehow. Well, it's not clear how close we are to anything big happening, but we know the ball should get rolling on soon on some really cool stuff like all those cons if you can afford to hop around this great nation then hit up our events article which lists all the upcoming things to see and do i know i'm excited about iron fest in april but until then locally we have the gamma con in Wagga on the seventeenth bit far for me to go to i think even though i grew up there it's a, it's a solid five hour drive and um... i've one friend that still lives there as far as i know uh... he is on facebook and we were like tight back in I know I guess that was all the way through year five six seven eight kind of things trailed off there for a while but yeah I remember getting back in touch uh, when I was in Wagga briefly for uh, some military training when I tried my hand at the Army Reserve and uh, yeah it was like I was a stranger that had maybe met him once. there was no sentimentality there so um, and that happened with another mate that I ran into from my school days in um who'd ironically joined the army and uh went over his place once and we hung out and I guess he wasn't impressed and uh never heard from him again. So that's always a bit uh what's the word? Jarring. That's my word for today. Just like what what happened to me? So anyway, I guess I'm just too much of a big softy and uh, like to hold on to my baggage. So let's that's you know, it's an ongoing thing that we work with and learn to cope (laughs) Uh, so where was I something about GammaCon I'll go there one day I've just got to wait till I've got someone to at least bring with me because I know Matthew is not going to be jumping out of his chair to see me it'll be like a five minute drink yep okay bye so I'll wait till uh, I at least have someone to um, join me for the drive Uh, heroes of the week hero one sci-fi for teasing us with more expanse again this is a stretch when you're doing this, you know, over and over, you've got to just reach out for what you can find. And uh, in this case, it's a teaser trailer to The Expanse Season 3. I hope this show basically never ends, and one day as more episodes of both Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica put together, it takes the best elements of every sci-fi show ever and pulls them all together into one cohesive universe made up of Earthers, Martians, and Belters. Wow, that's that's big praise. I mean, I love the show but I really go for it when I start using superlatives. There's only one race of aliens so far of course while the extraterrestrial threat starts out like a simple horror thriller it gets a lot more complicated as time goes by as foes become friends and vice versa. I personally can't wait until April dropping a little later than usual thanks to the network not wanting to it it to clash with the Olympic Games so we have to make do with this 30 second reminder of how great this show really is. In fact, the only other show I'm anticipating as much this year is the second season of Westworld. It also had a sneak preview, dropped during the recent Super Bowl, and with the first episode released in April as well, we're all going to have to find out some serious, find some serious downtime to keep up with both these incredible shows. God, I could write for one of those um, catalogue magazines where they just sell stuff. But yeah, Westworld, the trailer was really good. They had a Kanye West instrumental. And it just blew my mind. I've always kind of mocked, well, just never been too impressed with his antics. I guess it's like the Tom Cruise um, couch jumping thing. But the thing, the difference was I'd actually seen a lot of Tom Cruise movies. So I was like, yeah, okay, he might not be the most put together guy in person. I've heard he has a great work ethic. He's, that's the point. His output is amazing. And I knew that. It was Kanye West? I wasn't really sure about his music. I hadn't heard a lot of it, so all I saw was the public displays of basically douchebaggery, and wasn't too like around the music. I just had no idea what was going on there. I I had seen <laughs> the spoof video that Seth Rogen did with James Franco on a bike, that basically riffed off the the one that uh, Kanye West did with his wife, and uh, I'm not going to mention her name she gets enough publicity for basically nothing Um, but yeah not like this one podcast is going to make a difference yeah so essentially that was the first time I'd heard any of his music properly and it combined with the world of uh, that Westworld has created it just really worked so I hope to see more of that soon and of course The Expanse it's April now so I have to keep my eye on my Netflix uh, front page and speaking of them Hero 2 Netflix being brave as fuck. See, even there, I had to asterisk out the F word. I don't know. (laughs) I I didn't have a problem with that then. I seem to have a problem with it today. um, Because I was writing the current article, and the editor's like, no! Language! Basically, doing a best Captain America impression. And uh, I kind of pushed back, but eventually saw the wisdom of, uh, you know, maybe. Putting in a few asterisks there because you know people are easily offended these days um anyway netflix other than bringing some of bringing us some of the best television since the sopranos or introduce introducing the world to long-form narratives as good if not better than most oscar winning films they also just about confirmed season two of one of their riskiest and most expensive sci-fi series to date altered carbon is set in a world 300 years in the future where you can download your consciousness into a new body, or sleeve, whenever you feel the need. Our hero, Takeshi Kovacs, is woken from a deep digital sleep while serving time for crimes against the state. As his old body was destroyed by the corrupt cops who took him down, he's downloaded into a new one, the body of Robocop himself, Joel Kinnaman. He's quickly tasked with solving the murder of one of the most powerful men in the world, who hired him, the murder victim himself. Complicated, Yes, it's all confusing and somehow, but somehow, it manages to keep you just on the right side of curious slash confused. As messy as it sounds, the attitude, acting, writing and production value is all obvious on the screen. Well, done on Netflix for being a, betting a fair chunk of the disposable income on at least the second season of this cyberpunk fantasy novel come to life. Now, I know when I wrote this I was being really hopeful and looking at rumours and rolling the dice but since then i've heard rumblings on reddit and other rumors that the ratings weren't amazing and they might not go through with the second season but um yeah so i might have jumped the gun there time will tell just got to cross our fingers doing a lot of that hero three up to the last one of this article disney securing our future in celebration of the record-breaking success of Marvel Studios' Black Panther, The Walt Disney Company is donating 1 million dollars to the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. The donation will help expand Boys and Girls Clubs of America's youth STEM (Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math) programs, supporting the high-tech skills that were a major theme in the plot of Black Panther and are essential in helping youth succeed, hopefully in a decade or two. Disney's commitment to helping kids move into the field of science will pay off with a real-life Tony Stark or Shuri making the world a better place, at least giving us affordable hoverboards and flying cars already. So I should have put an oar in there. I've really got to make this, this This is productive. Zeros of the week. All right, so that's that was the last hero. Right? There was a picture of these cute kids holding up a um, club membership for the little program they're doing. Good on them. I know America needs all the corporate help they can get with education. Uh, not that it would hurt here with the way our government's slashing programs and you know video game grants and things like that. Got a long way to go as well. Um, zero one: People who are way too harsh or quick to ghost friends online. So yeah, this was more of a personal thing and the advice I was given by my friend, the editor was to just keep that stuff on my own thing. Like not to bring it into this website. But I don't know. It's a website that gets shared on social media. Like that's the only way we move it around. Um I I don't know. I stand by it. I, I think it's still somewhat relevant. So let's see what you think, um and roll through it. Ahem. Making new friends online can seem very easy and the validation that comes with that is almost addictive for some people. The hard part though is keeping those friends when things get tough. People these days seem to raise the anchor and leave for calmer waters the first chance they get. If you somehow present as being in the same cultural tribe and make it onto a person's social online social circle, then huzzah, high fives all around. But then the clock starts ticking. A problem I've noticed, and this is across the board from dating sites, apps to forums like Reddit and social networks like Facebook, is that a lot of time seems to be spent by people pruning their friends list of anyone they don't like, unliking pages they no longer want to see, and arguing with anyone who holds a different view on whatever the latest hot button topic is. Now all of these things are perfectly fine and reasonable in moderation, but it's almost as if it's got to the point where for some people this occupies more and more of their time the online space if you post a meme that's a bit too edgy gone. do you want to disagree with the consensus on a particular film tv show or controversial issue surrounding said property gone the screen on the uh, monitor just went dark so going to keep an eye on that and the battery but it's all charged up so we're good anyway back to the article forget to invite someone to an event or wish them a happy birthday online Gone. On. Post a link in a group that might possibly be vaguely controversial to about three people, deleted and banned. Um, see, that's probably the bit that pissed off the editor because um, I had posted something in a group that they were an admin on and another admin deleted it, even though it was a link from this website that that admin is also an editor. You know, it was just like, wait, if we can't post this stuff, like it was my Black Panther review. Um, then, what the hell can we post and apparently because it's Black Panther and that can spark controversy I don't know because it's people of color in it and that's a magnet for hot issues uh, it got deleted and I got to the, I was so upset <laughs> um, we ended up in a group chat with the uh, all the admins um, one of them you know ended up explaining that's why he deleted it and uh at least the one time and one of my other friends posted it as well and that also got deleted and he didn't know who that was like who had deleted it but essentially i just gave up and was like all right you guys just do what you got to do because that didn't make any sense and i'm no longer part of that group so it doesn't matter but it was just i think that was the main impetus for this um piece Anyway, it goes on. Now, I know that the internet has long been a place where having a thick skin is one, of only, is one of the only ways you'll survive, but it can still be draining when over time you notice the friend after friend drops away for reasons so petty that it makes you want to throw your hands up in frustration. It's got to the point where a lot of people are tiptoeing around on eggshells just in case they upset someone and ultimately lose access to a community they've grown to love. The mental health of a lot of young people is now far too dependent on what people they will likely never meet think of them. This is of course an issue too complicated to be addressed and solved in a pithy column on a niche cosplay blog, but I think there's definitely a conversation that needs to be had. Navigating this discourse is going to be something I intend to work out as I go and hopefully get more confident. I always endeavour to learn and listen to others, but if anyone is reading this, the next time you're about to hit that on friend button. Or blast someone with a comment on their poor attempt at cosplay, please. Take a breath. Step back and think about it. Put yourself in their shoes. Maybe they're just having a bad day, and posted before thinking themselves, with some patience and communication. Rather than suddenly ending the relationship, their faux pas could actually be an opportunity for it to grow. If you see them in real life sometimes, try talking to them in person, and 90% of the time you'll find out whatever ticked you off was probably some huge misunderstanding. Remember, the internet has no tone, so giving people the benefit of the doubt before assuming the worst is only always going to be the best strategy. So I thought that was okay. That uh, pretty much sums up my stance on a lot of things. And uh, it's just ironic. I read that now after what happened recently. Um, The same admin in that group, is always, and and that's why I found it kind of ironic, he's always posting in my group, Cosplay in Action, uh, the most kind of politically incorrect jokes that he can find or when there is something like that and kind of join in the the cheer squad and one of his comments was uh, basically you know if someone disagrees with your Nazi themed uniform punch them in the face Uh, you know which was obviously a joke and I took it as such Um, and then someone asked about why the group got so PC lately Um, as in politically correct and I just saw it as an opportunity to go into a little bit of the history and say look we did have some people on there that were trying to make it more kind of mainstream and cater for everyone as in yeah not let it got to the point where people were posting rape jokes out of context and it went too far so i got some help and uh yeah it didn't work out in the end they left Uh, i'm not going to go into it's it's a long story as to why but essentially um they went to a different group to be admins and he's one of them and he's the guy that deleted the black panther post for being too controversial um but yet in my group will happily post all sorts of um you know incorrect comments and so on and, and loves it you know that's his big thing he's quite proud of being um libertarian and anything goes and all that sort of thing and anyone that's offended can go jump and blah 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 which is fine i'm a down with that um, all I did was joke make a joke about his um, that sort of that it was ironic that someone so all about saying whatever he was on his mind would then go on, in that group be so strict so it was something I'm not going to read it all out and I'd have to go find it but essentially that was the uh, well-meaning um, ribbing that I gave and for some reason he took it very personally and uh, wanted to start you know a fight i'll see you in real life very soon and all that sort of thing now he's an older guy he's not exactly super fit um i'm not too concerned for my safety or his i'm not a violent guy but yeah i just thought it was a little bit of an overreaction and so did a few of the other people who were commenting so eventually i guess he was just embarrassed enough to leave the group and eventually block me and one of the other people who had commented so um, that's probably for the best in the end. I, it's just going to be interesting in two weeks when I do see him at Iron Fest, And uh, yeah, I I'm, I don't know what to do there. I'm just going to... Because to me, it all comes down to a massive misunderstanding. What I thought was clearly a joke he took as a personal attack. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, just going to have to stay friendly. And um, if he wants to talk about it, then fine. I'll, I'll hopefully get my a chance to defuse things a little... But uh, I still think it comes back to that article in terms of, you know, not jumping to conclusions and not assuming the worst instantly. You know, again, no tone online. Things that were meant in a friendly way can often be flipped to be like the worst kind of attack um, on someone's person. So it's, it's a real minefield. So we'll keep you posted on how that works out. Jesus. Zero Two, Konami charging 10 bucks for slave slots, I couldn't believe this when I read it. Seriously guys, save slots. Sales of the latest Metal Gear Solid game, Metal Gear Survive, have been a huge disappointment. That could have something to do with it being the last one helmed by series creator Hideo Kojima. Well, kind of. He parted ways with Konami two years ago. But it's more likely punters are being turned off by the inclusion of microtransactions that would make EA blush. That says a lot. The most controversial of all is the addition of an in-game currency called SV coins. You need to spend the equivalent of 10 real-life dollars on them to be able to purchase more slave slots. There's a tongue twister. You know, so you can keep playing the game, keep playing the same convoluted story you started five hours ago, along with the company's move to mobile gaming and gambling machines, this is probably the nail in the coffin for the franchise. Let's hope karma eventually catches up with the bean counters behind these decisions one day the property ends up in the hands of a developer who truly cares about what happens to old solid snake and more importantly the fans. Yeah, so I played that game when it first came out and had a bit of fun. Now probably the most pleasure I get out of it is seeing, you know, the cutscenes, which apparently are ninety percent of the game. Uh, they're always fun to watch. The designs, the artwork, uh just beautiful. But uh never made a lot of sense and sometimes it was just so hard that it, you got it was a grind. But uh, yeah, so it's kinda of sad to see it bow out in such a ignominious um, way. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. So we're up to the final piece in the article, zero three, heart attacks. Seriously, they kill a ridiculously high number of people year in, year out. It recently almost took the life of one of our most famous favourite filmmakers and DC TV universe director, Kevin Smith. With a 100% blockage to his L.A.D. artery, or what they call the Widowmaker, it was a miracle he survived. And he's now in hospital recovering. Well, no longer, he obviously been out for a while and done a few podcasts since. Naturally, he's reached out to fans in the most endearing way possible, with Facebook vlogs and long-rambling Twitter posts about how happy he is to be alive. you got to love the guy. Celebrities ranging from band Weedis Patricia Arquette to Star-Lord himself Chris Pratt all send their kind words his way on Twitter. Let's hope he does what's needed to get back on the horse and avoid any similar near-death experiences for a long time to come. We do need to see that Jay and Silent Bob reboot after all. Well that's it for this week. Okay, it's been a fortnight. These things are tough to put together when you start throwing in kids, full-time work and all the Netflix that needs to be watched. Never fear though, your next listicle of winners and losers will be up before the calendar rolls around to mid-March. Hey, I actually kind of, um, fulfilled on that promise so that's good back to uh, all posts cuz I'm gonna put the photos in for the latest one I won't put you through listening to it right now um, it's 5 o'clock I've got to head off to Gosford I haven't done that for a few months it kinda has to happen because Sean my brother wouldn't come down here for Easter lunch um, so who has to do the driving where are we beyond the con mid-march No, I've done that early April so you'll hear that. Hopefully next Monday, um, you know, whenever that is uh, being published, I don't know, but it will be out there at some point. And uh, let me know if you enjoy it. Let me know if I could just just shut the hell up. The fact that you're even saying that means someone's listening. So that's um, part of the exercise. And um, you know, just thanks for being here. Um, what did I used to say on banana split it was like, have some dessert and get the hell out. I thought that was a bit aggressive. Uh, let's go with something a bit more friendly. Um, Smodcast has been going for a long time. One of the things they say on there is, have a week, um, which I'm just going to flat steal until I come up with something better. So um, enjoy your day and uh, also Have a week. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Brain Trust Brothers Network. For more information about this podcast or others, visit BrainTrustBros.com.